Warning, the following podcast, which contains strong language and mature content, is unsuitable for children or for the faint of heart. The subject matter discussed will be frightening and graphic in nature. Listener discretion is advised. When you want to hear about the paranormal, you get the spooked girls. True crime that makes you hypothermal with the three spooked girls. Stabby snippets will give you dreams. Tara and Jessica will make you. Along with the spooked girls Bring on the slaughter We on that haunted ground The three spooked girls Hey there, spooksters, and welcome back to another episode here on Three Spooked Girls. My name is Jessica, and as always, I'm joined by my favorite gal pal, Tara. Hey, spooksters. We hope you all survived Thanksgiving relatively unharmed. You know, hopefully there was no major meltdowns or fires because, you know, people try to like deep fry those turkeys and Mm -hmm. don't do it frozen. Oh, my God. That's very, very bad. Yeah, that's that's how you burn things down. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So with that, today is the last Monday of the month, which means it is listener stories. But before we get into those. If you want to hang out with us on the socials, you can do so by heading over to Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Our handle is at Three Spooked Girls. We also have a fun Facebook group, which is Three Spooked Girls Official. It is it's where we do book club. We do exchanges, like when we do book or mug or Secret Satan, those type of things. We also do a recap or a discussion. I should say more like a discussion post. It's not a recap, a discussion post. So if you want to talk about the episode, you can go there and do that share stories, especially if we go to haunt, we talk about haunted places and you've been mm-hmm. perfect place to put that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so definitely go check that out. Once again, it's three spooked girls official. If you want to help support the show, you can do so by heading over to patreon.com backslash three spooked girls. A little as a dollar gets you bonus content this week or this next month starts our new stuff. So you should definitely go check it out and see all the changes that we've made there. And, you know, for little as a dollar, you get an one extra episode a month. So and this month is is a good one. Taryn and I found a really mm-hmm. cool thing that we talked about on there. So extra things, yeah, extra things. So if you're a patron, be excited. Something this way comes or something. You know what I'm trying to say? Something good is around the corner. Yes. But you got to be five or higher, though, to see this extra stuff. If you guys are on TikTok or like TikTok or like me, sometimes spend hours scrolling Mm -hmm. through TikTok when you're in a dissociated state, (laughs) Tara has a fantastic one. It is spooky underscore sleuth. You you guys should check it out. It is in the link tree. So if you want to, you can just click that and it'll take you right there. I have one. Literally the last one I posted was a repost of Tara's. So (laughs) (laughs) it's been a minute. But if you enjoy the Ticka Talk, definitely go over there and check it out. And we also have a like spooky kind of a spookster shop. It's is a spooky shop or spookster shop. I cannot remember. Spookster shop. 
And it's where you can get, and there's a Facebook page that goes along with it. It's all on the link tree. And that's where Tara does her readings. She's got a little, some witchy stuff going on in there. It's where there's blind date with the book. So you definitely check that out. Mm -hmm. Okay. And with that, I'm going to go ahead and hand it over to Tara, who's going to read our first story of this month. Yes. So the story comes from Michelle and Michelle writes, I just recently found your podcast on Spotify and absolutely love it. 10 out of 10 recommend. Well, thank you. I figured I would share my story about the time my best friend and I fucked up and played with a Ouija board in a cemetery. This is when we were in our early 20s and my best friend was going to school at CU Boulder. My best friend had me drive up to see her every Friday and I'd just stay the whole weekend and leave Sunday night. One weekend I drove up and my best friend was like, hey, how do you feel about Ouija boards? I was like, you're not supposed to fuck with them because that's how you get demons. I grew up with a pretty religious family and so it was basically beat into me at a young age that things of the occult were bad and you shouldn't fuck with it because it belongs to the devil. I hear that. (laughs) I know. I was like, Jessica. (laughs) After I told her that, she replied, oh, well, I bought a vintage one from an estate sale. Would you use it with me? <laughs> no. <laughs> that, that was, the fact that, was that it's a vintage one, I'm like, mm, that has something attached to it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> my first thought was, what the actual fuck? My second thought was, how real could it be? So I agreed to. I love how it's like, fuck no, too. All right, I guess. <laughs> hmm. We basically started using it during the day in her apartment, and at first we didn't have much happen, but as we started to use it more, the more activity we would have with the board. There was times where the board would start to spell out Zozo, oh great, Mama, and (laughs) Jessica's fucking least favorite demon, and Rainbow, but thanks to, (laughs) I love this story so much, but thanks to Ghost Adventures and Google, we knew to close out those sessions immediately because fuck that. I also think that sometimes like maybe other entities want to fuck with people. And so they put that name in there because they're (laughs) like, once you Google it, you're like, oh, shit, the fuck. I know y'all scared of this shit. (laughs) That's true. If I was a demon, I would I would do that or a ghost. (laughs) Just fuck with other people. (laughs) Yeah. Why not? (laughs) We knew it wasn't each other pushing the planchette because we would also take turns using it by ourselves like idiots and the planchette would move. There is a time I remember specifically that I did a session with the board by myself while my best friend watched and I got answers to questions I asked, but then I felt completely drained like I was going to pass out right after. Well, as time goes on with us playing with this thing, we spent almost an entire year fucking with it. My best friend keeps telling me how she wants to use it in a cemetery. I was super scared to do that because I knew that was something you're not supposed to fucking do, but I eventually agreed. We knew of an old cemetery on the other side of Boulder and take the board there to use it. We walk in the cemetery during the day, sit next to a grave because, again, we're fucking stupid, and proceed to start the session. We start asking questions and there is a bug flying around us and it lands on the board and then didn't move after it landed on it. We just look at each other and I ask, did it just land on the board and die? My best friend moves the bug a little and it was definitely dead. Oh, good. So we... (laughs) No. Leave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Leave. <I'm out>. Goodbye. <laughs> Close that shit and run. Yes. So we start to panic a bit, and I ask if what we are doing is bad, and the planchette went straight to yes. Ready to, <laughs> shit- <laughs> Ready to shit ourselves, we close the session and pack up the board and leave. 
The whole time we were playing with the board, there was an old man and his dog walking in the cemetery, and the dog saw us before we played with the board and didn't react to us at all. As we were leaving, we had to walk past the man and the dog, and the dog started barking and freaking out. Maybe it was a weird coincidence. Maybe it was demons. Who knows? We were both kind of freaking out and get into my car and decide to drive to the library and chill by the creek that runs next to it until we aren't scared anymore. We get there and I'm able to get out of the car, but my best friend tries to open the door and her side will not open. I've never had issues with my car where the doors wouldn't open and the lock on her door was physically locked and wouldn't open at all. Well, what made the situation extra weird was that the Ouija board was behind her in my back seat. After pulling on her door from the outside several times, I got it to open. I never had issues with the door after I got it to open either. After that, weird things would happen in her apartment like seeing shadows, things we would set down would all of a sudden disappear and then reappear hours later, and the most uncomfortable thing we had happen after that cemetery session was when we were sitting on her balcony and all of a sudden it just felt super heavy like somebody was watching us on the other side of the door. And there was no one there. I still occasionally have weird things happen to me seven years later. I'll see shadows sometimes. I'll be in my bathroom and the door handle will turn as if someone is trying to open the door and no one is there. And a few weeks ago, my guitar played by itself. At this point, I've kind of learned to just live with the few weird things that happen and ignore them. So that's basically the story of when my best friend and I fucked up and played with a Ouija board in a cemetery. You got yourself a new homie, it sounds like. (laughs) Yeah, you need to, I think, what is our saying on this podcast? Sage your life to save your life. Mm -hmm. Just (laughs) get something up in there for shizzle. Mm -hmm. I regret saying (laughs) for shizzle now. I don't know why. (laughs) Okay, so my first story of the evening comes from Sam. Sam writes, I do not tell this story very often, but I know you and the rest of the spooksters would enjoy this. Basically, me and my sister saw the same ghost slash demon growing up at different times in different places. It all started when my sister and I stayed the night at a friend's house. She was probably 11 and I was 9 years old. She woke up in the middle of the night crying and wanting to go home. My parents picked us up and the next day my sister told me she saw something at our friend's house. She said she saw a hand gripping the corner of the wall and said it looked like a woman with long black hair Mm. staring at her in their living room where their living room and their door to their basement meant oh no a basement one mm. man why right <laughs> she said it she said it had long long fingernails like claws i laughed and i did not believe my sister i wish i did months later she said she saw the same thing looking at her but in the doorway of our own bedroom mm, fucking moving again i didn't believe her Months went by again. One day while in my bedroom watching TV, I had something throw a pebble at my head. Where did the pebble come from? I have no idea. All I know is that something was throwing things at me. I brushed it off until one morning I actually saw the thing my sister said she had seen twice before. My sister and I had bunk beds. I slept on the top bunk and our dresser was right across from our bunk beds and it had a huge mirror attached. When I woke up one morning, I looked into the mirror and there it was, standing right behind my closed door. What looked like a woman with a white dress with long black hair. The face was blurry, like there was no face. And I never in my life have been more scared. I was really paralyzed with fear. I couldn't scream for my parents or my sister. I tried falling back to sleep thinking I was just seeing things. I rubbed my eyes until they hurt. I was really seeing this thing and it wasn't going away. 
I finally worked up the courage to scream for my dad. And as I heard him right outside the door, getting in the hall closet, he came rushing in and I flew down the bunk bed stairs, hugging my dad as tight as I could. He didn't believe me, but my sister did. Many times after that, I constantly saw the woman with with black hair and a white dress, either walking down my hallway at my parents or even in my baby sister's bedroom in the rocking chair. Oh, that just somehow Mm. makes it creepier. Like in the rocking chair. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't like that. That scares me. My mom has black hair. So often after this, I thought my mom was in my baby sister's room rocking her to sleep when in fact it was not my mom. One time I even followed the thing into the kitchen (laughs) thinking it was my mom because I wanted her to get me some water. I often woke up in the middle of the night thirsty as a kid and I would wake up my mom asking for her to get water. So this particular time when I got into the kitchen, she wasn't there. I was scared nonetheless, but confused. The next day I asked her why she did that to me and she told me it wasn't her. Oh, that must, that's even worse. Oh my God. (laughs) Right. I, to this day, have no idea what that was that my sister and I saw, but the fear I had that day was so real. I hope I never feel it again. Oh my God, I am I now not. afraid of things with long black hair. Yeah, fuck that. Anytime I think of like, or hear or read whatever, anything with an entity with long black hair, I think of the rings. So I'm good. That's I'm exactly upset. what I was picturing this entire time. <gasps> Creepy. I don't like it. All right. Here is my last story for the episode. It comes from Antonia. Okay. So Antonia writes, longtime listener here, and I wanted to share the story of my friend Charlene. It's been six years since this happened, so the details are to the best of my memory. I met Charlene back in 2004 when I started my career as a hairstylist. Charlene was one of my first clients, and she was truly one of the nicest people I've ever met. She did many kind things for me over the years, including babysitting for free, bringing me treats and gifts, and even giving me a kitten when I mentioned I wanted a cat. And I still have him. 14 years later, he is an awesome cat. Oh, that's so cute. She was always soft-spoken and gentle, sweet as pie, and one of the most generous people I've encountered in my career. Many people feel comfortable sharing some of their deepest, darkest truths with their hairdresser, and Charlene was no different. She told me she was horribly abused as a child by the men in her family. Eventually, she married to escape. Her husband was a decent man, but she didn't love him and was extremely unhappy in her marriage as a result. Charlene struggled with depression and bipolar disorder, but found fulfillment through their horse farm, raising her daughter, and working her part-time job at a local grocery store. I still remember the day Charlene told me about Peggy. Peg, an elderly woman in her 80s, had come into the store and asked for help checking out and loading up her groceries. Of course, Charlene was delighted to help. Peggy continued to ask for Charlene's help anytime she came in to shop, and after a while, Charlene learned that Peggy was living alone and having difficulty with day-to-day tasks. Charlene offered to come by Peg's house after work a few times a week to help her out, and eventually, Peg decided to hire her full-time as a caregiver so Charlene could quit her job at the grocery store. Every time I saw Charlene for the next year or so, she updated me on Peggy. She told me that Peg was starting to mentally decline. Peg accused her of stealing, called her names, and even attacked her a few times. Charlene said she wanted to quit, but felt terrible about leaving the old lady to fend for herself. The woman's daughter lived locally, but refused to pay for a licensed caregiver to take over because of the cost. One day, Peg was agitated. I read in one article she was throwing feces at Charlene, and she snapped. Charlene took a hammer and hit Peggy in the head 10 times. She then dismembered the body with a hacksaw, burned the remains, and dumped them on the side of the road just over the state line. 
Afterwards, she drove back to Peggy's house and cleaned up the crime scene. I was so shocked when I heard the news, and I couldn't believe this sweet, kind woman that never forgot a birthday and always brought Christmas presents for my children could do such a thing. Unfortunately, we lived in a pretty rural area, and the case was pretty cut and dry, and there isn't a ton of details to be found online. But if you guys ever want to look into her story, her name is Charlene Moss Hopkins, and she's currently serving a 20-year sentence for the murder of Margaret Sinclair. Stay spooky, ladies, and next time I write, I'll tell you about my haunted lake house. Holy shit, that was not what I expected. That took a weird... I thought this was going to be like... Charlene was the victim or something. I just thought it was going to be that Peg ended up dying and then, like, haunted Charlene. Mm. That's how I saw that story going. It took a fucking turn. Holy shit, yeah, that was dark, but... Thank you for sharing. Wow. (laughs) Yes, thank you. I was just like, Tara was reading the story and my face just was couldn't stop. Like, my brows were furrowing. Dude, that's like the one that's up there with Mary's story about her, like, grandma or whoever, like, inca- seeing Ted Bundy at the gas station. <laughs> right. Oh like, my Jesus. God. <laughs> okay. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. Our next and last story of the evening comes from Meg. Longtime listener and lover of your podcast. Oh, thank you. Appreciate the love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've actually got quite a few stories I should email you from demons in a church to my current job in a jail. Let's just say I've seen a lot. Send them all. Send them yeah. all. Yeah. All of them. I've always been aware of the supernatural. Of the supernatural. What the fuck? <laughs> that was just me not saying words right. It's fine. <laughs> I believe in you. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> but I'm going to give it my all. <laughs> okay. I've always kind of been aware of the supernatural, joys of being born on October 30th, I suppose. But I used to firmly ignore it until I started working at my current job. I've worked the graveyard shift at a local detention center for about five years now. And to say I now firmly believe and sometimes yell at ghosts is an understatement. Okay, I love the fact that she yells at ghosts. (laughs) Yeah. As we all know, jails tend to be a breeding ground for negative energy. So I'm not surprised this place has a few ghosts even though, honestly, we haven't had too many bad incidents here. My first few nights on Graves, I was introduced to a friendly detention ghost. He's a slightly portly guy with dark hair who paces around the facility and often tricks everyone into thinking a live officer is walking by our window. He is dressed in an an older uniform, and from what little I have been able to find to compare photos of the uniforms, he worked in the facility in the 70s and 80s. The funny thing is, though, we've never had an officer die in the facility. This guy just liked his job as far as any of us know, or as far as if any of us can think. I mean, that makes sense. Like, not all, like, ghosts are because they hate places. Sometimes they go to their favorite places. Mm-hmm. He's the most chill ghost just walking around the jail doing his patrol. You see him on days and nights. Apart from thinking it's an officer at the door only to find out no one is standing there, the only issue he causes is if he doesn't like the people in the towers that day, he will cause havoc with the facility doors being slow to open. I mean, if your ghost is only causing mild inconveniences, (laughs) count blessings. Then we have a ghost in the downstairs control room. This ghost was an inmate who died due to hypodatremia, a.k.a. He drank too much water after a high blood alcohol, causing dangerously low sodium levels. Oh. Oh, shit. 
He makes the control room randomly cold and you get this weird feeling you're being watched. He also likes to read over your shoulder if you have a book and will make your hair move slightly. And it feels like there's breath on your neck. I'm sorry. That just like creeps me out anyway. So mm. Mm -hmm. again, he's a pretty chill ghost all in all. Most people hate working in there and often people will leave the light on over in his corner because of the weird feeling. That makes sense. Like you're like, I don't really want him like staring at me. I want to be able to see him. Mm -hmm. I will say if you're reading too fast, he will make the room colder to make you slow down. Oh my God, (laughs) he's a slow reading ghost. I love him. I love this ghost. Okay. At least he wants to just read. At least it's not like you know, Mm -hmm. something terrible. Yeah. We have a ghost in our sex offenders block as well. As much as I can wish this person would burn in hell for what he did, he's stuck in our facility. This man decided to off himself versus serving his lengthy sentences at the state pen for acts against children. Mm -hmm. Bad man. He mostly sits in the corner staring or glaring at the cameras, or he walks around where they found his body hanging in the shower. Our current inmates often refuse to use the shower stall he was found in because they say it's like cold air blowing in there or they feel like they're being watched. The ghost also messes with the officer's radios and we have such a radio dead zone in that block and the officers will be calling doors and no one hears them or they vanish off camera. That's scary. Can you imagine like staring at a camera and your officer's just gone? Ugh. It's only for a few seconds, but it always scary. When that ghost goes in front of the officers. Oh, so like the ghost like passes in front of them and then they. Mm, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. We have a few spirits that stay in the kitchen. They don't have forms, but the overhead lights flicker. Our cameras will randomly start to record nothing, then flashes of light and then things would randomly move. We also have a child sized kind of creepy ghost or other. One officer says it's a demon. I don't think so. It feels more like a spirit than demon, but who knows? This one is a set of legs and a very grotesquely pale face that stares at you from around the edge of the wall, and the legs rush at you on the stairs. Think the library scene from the remake of It. Dara, you know I haven't really watched that movie that closely. Yeah, gross. Is it? Okay. okay. I hate that shit. (laughs) I know. It's the same feeling of the fear and upset. One of our officers is so uncomfortable, he makes a lot of people go with him to get water jugs or cleaning supplies and turns on all the lights before entering the storage room. I normally just tell that spirit to leave me alone and that I'm not in the mood because it's such a feeling in the pit of my stomach when it's near. Ugh, it's not fun. And the final haunting in in my jail. This one's thankfully not around any longer, but it's stuck in my memory. About three years ago, we had a gentleman who sadly killed himself in our medium security block. We had to empty the block of all the other inmates due to security protocols. I was working that night and the intercoms to all 14 cells in the block buzzed into my tower. Random papers would go flying off the tables, books would skitter across the floor, and doors kept showing secured and unsecured all night until 7 a.m. I actually had my officers come hang in the tower with me because I was sure I was imagining things. Scariest night I've ever worked. It took almost a week to fully calm down in that block. We haven't had any other issues other than the detention officer and his slow doors. Also, in the cell that the man killed himself in is often empty because inmates says it feels like all the happiness gets sucked out from them 
and they feel depressed. But for a week straight, I was not happy with dealing with this temper tantrum ghost. Anyways, I hope you enjoyed my haunted modern jail. And please, please, please never stop your show. It is the highlight of my week. Aww. I'll send more random stories as I remember them. Well, thank you. Yeah, for sure. Love all the spooky stories. With that, we're going to go ahead and wrap up our main feed November because the next episode will come out December 1st. So we will see you guys back here in December. If you're a patron, check out on Wednesday our super fun all-tier episode. But we will see you guys then. Toodles. Bye. Bye.